God is good all the time. Amen. We want to talk a little bit this morning about keep on, keep on, and you'll hear a little bit more about keep on, just keep going in your life today. Matthew 20, beginning with verse 1. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day he sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also should go and work in my vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon, about three in the afternoon, and did the same. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. He asked them, why have you, not been, sta- why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? Because no one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in the vineyard. When the evening come, the, on- the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hard and going on to the first. The workers who were hard about five in the afternoon came and each received an arts. So when he ca- those came who was hard first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received an arts. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. Those who were hard last worked only one hour. They said, you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of work in the, day, a day, the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, I am not being unfair to you, friend. Don't, didn't you agree to work for a denarius? That take your pay and go. I want to give them one who was hard last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Tim, would you lead us in a word of prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. Keep on. So the last will be first, and the first will be last. So often, I believe, we need to remember, I truly believe that God expects us to work for what we have. Amen? He expects us to work for what we have. We also know He calls us to work in many different ways, doesn't He? He calls us to work in many different directions in our church life and in our family life and in our own life. Not only does He call you, but He calls you at different times, doesn't He? Some of you have been Christians for all your life. Some of you have been in church all your life. Some of you know that you weren't able to be a part of church till you were a little older in life. Maybe even till in your latter days of being in church as you were called by God. But praise be to God, I want you to know something. No matter when you were called by God, you are just as important as anybody else that was called by God. Amen? God calls us all. God has something for each and every one of us. And the scripture I read to you this morning, sort of interesting, isn't it? How that we, we see what took place in this, this short few verses. How that the landowner, the owner of the vineyard, needed some workers, okay? Needed some that would come and help him work all day. And the scripture says about 9 o'clock, he went out in the morning, 
and found some workers that was going to come and work for him. And basically what he said to them is, I'm going to give you a day's pay if you will come and work in the vineyard. So they started at nine, which meant they had to work until the evening hours, right? To make a whole day long. Well, the scripture says they went out to work. And they went out again about nine o'clock and he found others that was there standing around, and he called them to go to work, and they went and worked for him. He also went out at noon and found what? Others to work. He also went out at five and found others to work. Now, in society today, any of you ever get paid by the hour? Well, yes. Some people get paid by what? Salary, paid by the job. But most people say, if I work longer, I should make what? More. I shouldn't make less. I should make more. So at the end of the evening, the ones that started early in the morning, they thought they should make more than the ones what? It started at five, right? Because everybody was being paid equal. But you notice something in the scripture. It didn't say that they all had a chance to negotiate at the end of the day, did they? He said, I am going to pay you what is fair. And they agreed to that. And the ones in the morning couldn't figure out, well, why do I don't get paid more and so on and so forth. We live in a society like that today too, don't we? People agree to work. People agree to do different things, but they all of a sudden want to renegotiate. I heard the other day that there's a football player making $32 million, and he's not happy with it. So he wants to what? Renegotiate. Renegotiate. Well, I don't believe that's exactly how we as Christians need to look at how God calls us, doesn't it? I believe that One of the things that we had to realize here at Bethlehem Church and all that have turned our heart and life over to Jesus Christ, each and every one of you are as equal of importance to God as anybody else. Amen? Whether you were saved young, whether you were saved a little later on in life, or in the last part of your life, God expects you to keep on, doesn't He? God expects you to work hard. God expects you to be the person that says, Lord, I know that I want to make heaven my home. And God, I'm going to keep on every day making sure that's a reality for me. I'm not going to try to renegotiate and say, God, I'm working harder than anybody else. Give me more. God, I'm doing more than anybody else. Give me more. God, I am a better Christian than someone else. Give me more. I know that when I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart and my life, that my wage was going to be what? Heaven. And I was going to be able to accept that into my heart and in my life and truly believe as I keep on that, this journey of serving God, that God is going to bless me and give to me. And I want to do everything that I can Not only to be in heaven with the people that started working at nine, 
I want to make sure that I'm with people that started working when? At noon. The people that started working at 3. And the people started working at 5. And I am going to be thankful for all of us to be together in heaven. But what do we do? How do we keep on in our lives? When we had to realize that doing the will of God is just not up to a certain group. It's up to everyone that is working for God. How do we keep on in our lives? What do we do? How should Christians live their lives every day? First of all, I believe we need to keep on talking to God every day. Amen? That seems simple, doesn't it? Because Lord knows we can hear some good prayers here at Bethlehem. Amen? Lord knows we know some folks that when you need somebody to pray for you, you know who to call upon. But remember, we are equal in the eyes of God. Right? And we have to keep on doing His work. That means that we have to keep on every day talking to God. Over in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning with verse 16, it says, Rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continually. What does that mean? Who do you talk about every day? What is something you talk about every day? I figured out since Sheila's back at work and I'm at my house, at our home by myself some of the days, someday I just talk to myself. Any of the rest of you ever do that? And I've always been told that's okay until you what? Until you answer yourself. And I want you to know that's almost happened a couple of times. (laughs) But who do you talk to every day? I believe it's important to talk to people, isn't it? It's good to listen to other people's, get other people's advice, hear what they think, help, and maybe they can give you direction in your life. I do know one thing that I talk to Sheila every day, don't I, honey? And I can also tell you one other thing. If I didn't talk to her every day, I'd be in big trouble. Amen? You talk to the people that you care about, right? People that you know about. Some of you have realized that when you're not at church, sometimes the preacher likes checking in on you, doesn't he? Finding out about what's going on and why you're not been able to be with us. You talk and you care about the people in your life that means something to you. The scripture says, as I keep on in my life, I need to be in constant prayer with God. Which means that every day God is important to me. Right? And not only every day is God important to me, but every what? Every hour, every minute, every second. That God is important to me all the time. Sheila and I had something happen to us this past week. You know, some people would say, Brother Paul, you've had a a streak of interesting luck. Well, you know, I sort of live on that. Well, God's not going to give me more than I can bear, right? 
that's sort of my mentality a little bit and some things. Even though sometimes you think, boy, this is, boy, Lord, you know, this is enough. It's hard to keep on when the weight gets so heavy to bear. Well, this past week, I turned in my retirement papers. I was all excited. I had our budget worked out. We knew we was going to be able to make it, we thought, and everything was going to be all right. You know, one of the things you have to realize is sometimes when you think everything's all right, watch for the other shoe to drop, right? Well, Sheila informs me now that our truck is now, it, does, it doesn't want to work correctly. That the transmission that we had just got worked on and spent some money on, it was pretty much gone, and we had to decide We've got to go get another vehicle. Now, as some of you also know, in another life, besides coaching, I sold cars for five or six years. And some people say, well, you should love going to car lots and buying cars. And Oh, no, I don't. No, I don't. Because I have a tendency of letting this trap of mine just run rapid and and, and say things and uh, negotiate way too early and act like I like things way too much and all those things that they say no, no when you come to buying cars. And I remember when Sheila told me that, I was like, oh, Lord, this is going to mess up that budget. It's just out the window. Well, what are we going to do? And before Sheila and I took off to go look at one, I said, honey, let's pray. And I asked God to help us. And we went and looked. Sheila drove seven or eight cars. And she kept saying, you need to drive them. I'm like, no, I don't. She'd say, why? I said, because if you're happy, come on now. If you're happy, I'm happy, right? And we looked and we looked and we looked. And she found one. It's not a new one. It's a few years old. But let me tell you what, it's got a whole lot less than miles than that other one we had. And I think because we prayed, God put that car there. Folks, you can pray about anything today. You need to talk to God. You need to talk to God constantly as you go in your life, as you keep on. Every day you need to talk to God about everything. If you have a problem paying your electric bill, who do you need to be praying to God about? That electric bill, don't you? If you're having problems with your house payment, if you're having problems with food on your table, if you're having problems with whatever's going on in your life, pray to God and ask for God's help and direction in your life. Pray continually. Keep on. Don't give up. Keep on doing your very best to have God to be a part of your life. Next, I believe. Keep on telling somebody about God every day. As you keep on. There's a lot of things that we talk about every day. A lot of things in our life and people that we want to share about. Well, listen to what it says over in John 5, 30-32. By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. My judgment is is just. For I seek not to please myself, but Him who sent me. If I testify about myself, my testimony is not true. There is, only, there is another who testifies in my favor, and I know that his testimony is about me is true. What do you talk about every day? What is something that you talk about every, 
every day. You know what those topics are. I love talking about certain sports activities and wonder what percentage of the people talk about weather every day. Have you realized no matter how much you talk about the weather, it is not going to change? But boy, we talk a whole lot about it, don't we? Some folks go, well, I looked at the extended forecast, and 14 days from now, it may snow. <laughs> or it's going to get cold. Or, but we spend so much time on that. And to be honest now, there's a whole lot of talk that's just air, isn't it? It's really not anything that's important. It's just something to be fill in things. Sheila and I was in college. We had this class, a speech class, and one of the things the teacher wanted us to learn was it's okay to be quiet sometimes. And I want to tell you what, you all not, you're all going to say, preacher, I disagree with that, but it's awful hard for your preacher to be quiet very long. You realize that? That's probably the hardest, hardest time of that class because for some reason we think if we're around somebody, we've got to talk, don't we? You, you, just, you just talk about stuff. You just come up with stuff to talk about. And you talk and you talk and you talk and you talk. I've had people sometimes say, well, preacher, after you're married so long, what do you talk about? Well, you know, in my life, when, when Sheila and I were first married, we talked about all the first marriage stuff, right? What we wanted. And then we had kids and you talk about your what? Your kids. And then you have your kids go out and they have grandkids. And then you talk about what? your grandkids, and, and then all of a sudden, you, you get to a certain point, you just talk about all the good old days because you can't remember what's going on in today, right? Right? We just talk. We just talk about stuff. It's just, it's just there. It's just there. And a lot of times, the talk that we talk about, who's it about? Ourselves. Right? Ourselves. You ever been around people that just had to pump themselves up? Just had to let you know how good they are, how much money they have, who they know, what job they have. And they're testifying. You have to be, you have to be careful of people that testifies about who? Themselves. You just have to be. That, that, that's not what God wants. The scripture says we have to be careful about that because what we need to be testifying about is what? We need to be testifying about God. Testifying about God every day, every day. You might say, well, preacher, I don't have anything to say about God every day. Well, I want you to say, I want you to know something. You say it every Sunday and you've said it for years. God's good to you when? All the time, every day. There's not a single day that God takes off. And there's not a single day that God does not hear and answer your prayers. There's not a single day that God is not waiting to hear from you. How often do you pray? How often do you talk to God? As you keep on this journey, how often do you talk to God every day? How often do you say, God, it's just me again? And some people say, well, preacher, what do I pray about? Well, I've been around some people, and you know, people pray in a lot of different ways. I've heard people pray for 20, 25 minutes. I've heard people pray for 30 seconds. I've heard people write prayers out. I've heard preachers and others just pray out loud. I've heard all of those things. But what do you pray about? 
Doesn't matter how long it is. Doesn't matter how short it is. Doesn't matter if it's wrote down or just comes straight from your heart. What do you pray and what do you talk about? You talk to God about His goodness and His glory and His honor in your life and how blessed you are. Are you ready for a big amen? How blessed you are to be His child. Amen? And to know that you are going to share and talk to somebody else about Him as you keep on in your life. And last, keep on the path of heaven being our home. Keep on the path of heaven being your home. Over in Matthew eleven twenty four, 24, it says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. We're talking a lot about this in our Sunday school class. What are you looking forward to in the future? What are you, what are you looking forward to? You know, I'm, I'm looking forward. I haven't been able to work here for a while, but I'm looking forward to February the 28th because that's my termination date. That's the day I retire. And March, March the 1st is official that, that I'm retired from the state of Kentucky. What are you looking for in the future? What's that date that you have on your calendar or on your phone? Isn't that amazing now how you can put them in your phone and they send you notifications and all those types. And that's pretty cool, isn't it? What's, what's in your phone that you're looking forward to? What's on your calendar that you've circled? What's, all, what's those dates that you've made notes? Sheila gets on, don't get on me. She loves me. She just gives me instruction. That's the word, isn't it? She, she gives me instruction. Because I'll write down something, and I'm afraid I'll forget where I put that, where I wrote down, so I keep writing it down all over the place. And there'll be sticky notes beside the chair. There'll be sticky notes beside the computer. There'll be sticky notes. All, those the important things that I need to remember. What, what are those things to you? What do you think about it? What? What is your reason to get out of bed every day? I believe you have to have a reason, don't you? Because if you don't, what? You stay there. You stay at your new occupation. What, what do you do? Where, where do you work? I work out of my bed. You do? Why? Because I don't want to get up. I want, I want to stay here, right? What keeps you keeping on? What gives you your drive? There's a lot of things to give you drive, right? You want to provide for what? Your family. You want to see people that you care about. You want to be a part of certain things. You want to see certain things. You want to do certain things. There's certain things that you just know you want to do. As Christians, we should keep on believing and knowing Praise be to God that heaven is going to be our home someday. Amen? You need to keep on that path. Because I'm afraid a lot of folks lose focus in that, don't they? They get distracted. And in their keeping on in their life, they, 
They let all these other things come into their life and distract them of where they want to be and where they want to go. You notice the scripture that I just shared to you there. It says, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. Forgive you of your sins. Praise be to God on the day that you turned your heart and life over to Jesus Christ. All of your sins were what? Were worst away. They were all forgiven. They were all forgiven. And on that day, you started on your path of making your way towards heaven. What day is that? I don't know. I don't know if it's nine in the morning. I don't know if it's noon. I don't know if it's three. And I don't know if it's five. But praise be to God, no matter when it is, we're going to receive the same reward, aren't we? Of knowing that heaven is our home. We just have to keep on. There's a lot of people out in society today, you know, that's going to try to figure this all out, aren't they? They're going to try to figure out why, why we talk about I read a study the other day, and it said that most people anymore don't attend church because they just don't think it's possible that there could be a place called heaven. Boy, that's scary, isn't it? That's scary. Because we serve a God that makes the impossible possible. Today, what does your life look like? I know that there's a lot of studies that says right after Christmas, And after the holidays, people that struggle with depression and anxiety and and those type of things in their life, this is the toughest time of year for them. And they struggle with those things in their life. And it's hard for them to keep on going. Where are you today? Praise be to God, I... I'm so glad today that we serve a God that knows where you are today and knows what you need today. It's okay. Some folks, you look at them and they say, you look at them on the outside and you say, they don't have a care in the world. Everything is great for them. And they they look like that they have the perfect marriage and the perfect family and the perfect job and they have the perfect everything they have nothing wrong in their life and you look at them on the outside well praise be to god today folks i want you to know something we serve a god as you keep on he not only looks on your outside but he knows your inside doesn't he he knows what you're thinking about he knows what is bringing you down and he knows what you're holding on to and he knows what the struggles that you have he knows what they are A lot of folks have asked me through my years of preaching, Preacher, I want you to pray for me to take care of this, for this to leave, for me to feel better, for me to be able to move past this, to go on in my life. I want you to know something. I'll pray with anybody, any place, any time. But I want you to know something else. You need to be praying and talking to that God that knows you more than anybody else. 
And not only do you need to pray and talk to that God about what you're struggling with today, you need to listen to Him and follow after what He tells you. So today, what is that? What is He saying to you? What is He saying to you? This is what you need to keep on. This is what you need in your life. Today, folks, I believe that the altar is a special place. If you need to come pray around it, that's a wonderful place to be. But you know, also, I believe that God is here. And God's where? He's there. Where else, Al? He's in your car. He's at your house. Wherever that is, that God is there to listen to your call and to hear your prayer. So today, whatever God's talked to you about, whatever you're struggling with, Know that God loves you no matter who you are and you're just as important as anybody else. And God wants you to have the best. Listen to Him this morning as we have our closing song.